Standby, Phil. Five, Standby, music. Four, Standby, now. Three, two, one. And fade out. The Bellagio, the Mirage, and the MGM Grand. You're a wizard, Harry. Mike Wazowski. Open your eyes. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me! King Kong ain't got on me! What about second breakfast? Why not? Why can't I? How can we be expected to teach children to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? Welcome, everyone, to another episode of 20 Years 4 Beers, or a mini-pod version of it. I have no notes in front of me, so I'm just going to kind of rant. Yeah, 20 Years 4 Beers is a podcast dedicated to rewatching movies from 20 years ago. Yes! While simultaneously enjoying four beers, of course, our mini pod is more of a truncated version of this, I suppose. Affair. Yeah, and we actually watch these movies separately and kind of come together. So yep. we aren't enjoying four beers tonight. We are, however, enjoying a beer, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But tonight, or this episode, our mini pod, we are going to cover 2001's drug-induced enjoyment of a film <laughs> called Blow. And if you haven't heard of it, I would not be surprised. Because I don't know how many of our listeners have watched or heard of this film, Blow. They might, simply because Johnny Depp is in it. So maybe at the time it came out. True, true, true. So for those of you who are curious about it, Blow is a film that centers around a true life character, George Young, who decides at a young age, he leaves home and decides to get involved in the drug trade um, marijuana trade, and then through that, gets involved with the Medellin cartel mm-hmm. um, from Colombia, and then gets involved in cocaine. And uh, that's about a, a base. It's a very basic one, but it's yes. it's centered. This is a George Young story. It's not necessarily about the drug no. cartels and how to smuggle. Um, it's about George Young and his. At this time, he was still in prison, yeah. um, and his journey through. Multiple marriages, lots of time in jail, and a lot of drugs smuggled yes. over. So it's there. You go. That's about it. But it's fun and enjoyable, and a cautionary tale, and it's just it's a fun little romp insane. through the drug drug fueled seventies and eighties. Yes, eighties. Yeah, just exactly. a classic romp. It's just crazy. Directed by Ted Demi. Yes. Like, should probably give credits where credits due, right? Yes. So yeah, blow. I gave a very brief and sort of. Like weird synopsis. Of Who it. died a year after this movie came out? I know Ted Demi apparently could have really with cocaine been. Yeah, yeah. Ted Demi really could have been a great. Oh, he has this great talent. Written by David McKenna and Nick Cassavetes, which really, yeah. I was like, huh, huh. of the Notebook director fame. <laughs> That's what. I, really? Yeah. Wow. Also, he was in Face Off. I forgot about that. So he's true, you know he he's fifty fifty. Yep. Starring Johnny Depp, Penelope Cruz, Franca Patente. Who I really think is an underrated actress. Yes. Rachel Griffiths, Ray Liotta, and Paul Rubens of Pee Wee Herman fame. Oh, man. Who's actually outstanding in this movie. Yes. Um, I would. Do you want to start with reviews or Drinking Buddies? Um, let's do Drinking Buddies. Come on, not my fucking beer. Drinking Buddies is first. So we are going to jump into our Drinking Buddies segment. 
where we talk about the beers that each one of us had separately. Each of us will have two while we drink or while we watch. So, Tim, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I went first last time, so I'm going to I'll go first. You. So, I don't love forcing a theme beer. Oh, I, I did. <laughs> do you have one from Bad Habit? No. Okay, good. No. So, I sat there thinking... <laughs> Well, what about, it's blow, it's cocaine. That's a bad (laughs) habit to have. So I had a bad habit beer. I like it. So I had the uh, bad habit Planet of the Apricots, apricot Mm. um, Blondale, I think it was, or was it wheat? Yeah. Very, very good, which is not to be surprised, like, I'm not surprised by it. It was still a four out of five, but it was an apricot wheat beer, or blonde. Um, Great name. And then I totally went the opposite. Which I appreciate with 56 Brewing out of Minneapolis. <laughs> and their Raspberry Sour. Hmm. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Sometimes I appreciate breweries who don't have to come up with a name. There's like 56 Brewing, Raspberry Sour. Like I have Planet of the Apricots <laughs> and Raspberry Sour. Like it's you very know straightforward. What it is. You know what you get. Again, it was a four out of five. It's nice. a good sour. It's a good solid sour. So I had That's those good. two. Uh, for me, I'm watching this. Um, I figured my theme was going to be one. I looked through my fridge and I thought, hmm, what can I enjoy? But it was in the theme around illicit substances oh, that boy. potentially would have been illegal or deemed problematic. Uh, I had one with whiskey barrel aged in it and one with rum in theory. So these were part of prohibition. You know, you're, you're following me along. Uh, I just actually just went, really wanted to enjoy them. So it was a lift bridge out of Stillwater here in Minnesota. They're Irish style coffee stout that comes out every year around St. Patrick's Day. Uh, 3.75. It's a solid coffee stout, but it's funny to talk about it being a barrel aged and vanilla infused beer. Uh, good luck finding that in the flavors. Uh, it's a nice coffee stout. No whiskey barrel aged or vanilla to speak of. So I was like, thanks, but no thanks. Well, vanilla is expensive, and they maybe reuse the barrels. Could be. Who knows? Liftbridge struggles a little bit. They're like, yeah, just yeah, go along with it. <laughs> and then Brewing Project out of Eau Claire, they're uh-huh. deserted, not deserted, but deserted, pina colada sour. Have you had that? No. It's so good. Hmm. Four and a half. It's fantastic. No chunks. And they're sour. Oh, that's the first. Right? Wow. The other one we had was uh, quite uh, solid, but uh, yeah. fantastic pina colada flavors. So those are the ones I had for watching Blow. That doesn't surprise me, though. I mean, yes. their pina colada resist was really good. Yeah, so, it I mean, was very, very good. They're good. And, and then then what are we having now? We have Central Waters. They're uh, straight out of Amherst, West Coast style double IPA. Uh, I really like this one. I like it's not a hazy. It's a standard, like, kind of old school. I remember having something like this out in, like, San Diego, stone type of, like, just mm. kind of a lot of bitter to it. So I like it. Like, probably 4.25. I have four out of five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a it's a good double. I mean, there's a little maltiness to it. I don't yeah. know, like, a little sweetness to it. It's yeah. got a good flavor. It's a good color. But so much um, has become so hazy now that it's nice to have, like, a... True. Just a darker option so yeah that's what we got tonight it was good cool so we are going to do our social network quick and sort of the way this works is we'll kind of do five-ish topics kind of our high fidelity top five side ones track ones uh drinking buddies is number one Mm -hmm. so social network if you guys were the inventors of facebook you'd have invented facebook uh i have one kind of this week i have i've got two in case because you you knew i wouldn't (laughs) 
didn't uh, quite the know. The only reason I did, there were actually, I, 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 I was surprised at how, how many bad reviews there were out yes. there. Yes. Uh, and I was worried when I looked. I was like, "Man, did I misremember this movie?" Because right? there were not that many that were better than three out of four stars, really yeah. at all. Yes. Uh, but I had USA Today. I, I was. They just said it was con- it was consistently compelling, without being truly memorable. Hmm. And I was like. But I remember a lot of this movie. Yes. And I understand that I am who I am and the memory is there when it comes to movies. Yes. And I don't remember what I had for breakfast today. I understand that. But I remember a lot of this movie and a lot stood out. And I was very surprised at the social network part of this that did not have a lot of glowing reviews. Critics, like, did, like, it was either Some they really loved hated it, it or hated it. Yeah. I was like, what did that's, you watch? That's what I have on social yes. network. I was like, wow. To me, like, I have to prove I did some research. Examples of this were. Peter Travis of Rolling Stone had five out of five stars. It said smart, sexy, funny, and dangerous. This high wire act is a movie and a half. I always like Peter Travis. I love him. He's yeah. so like effusive and then also just hate stuff. I don't know what effusive means, but I'll agree. Super excited and happy. Um and then Roger Ebert. Get this one. I actually was hesitant to put it in, but then I was like, come on, man. Two and a half out of four stars. And says, Take away the drugs, and this is a story of a boring life in Hostile. Sorry, cut out. No, I don't want to leave it in. Take away the drugs, and this is a story of a boring life in wholesale. Yeah, no shit, Roger. Like, it's a movie about a drug kingpin. Yeah. Of sorts. You take out the drugs, it's not interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a guy from New England who goes to California. Yeah, exactly. Woo! And hangs out. Like, what are you talking... Like, that's your uh, amazing yeah. critique of this yeah. movie? Yeah, take out the crux of this movie, and it's bad. You know... This guy from Tatooine, you yeah. take out this whole galactic empire thing, kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. No right. shit. Silence and Lambs is terrible without Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And yet it's two and a half out of four stars. So clearly, I just was like, come on, Raj. Uh, Academy Awards that year, uh, nothing was nominated, unfortunately. Nope. But eh, actually, that's surprising. But anyway, yes, it was hilarious seeing the pretty polarized reaction to this movie. Um. Any first sort of thoughts that you had takeaway from? I saw this when it came out in, I yeah. in college. And I... And there was nothing to do in Northwest, Northeast Iowa. For nothing. Me. Nothing. Um, but this is part of my shame and somewhat of being a movie uh, fan. We talked about maybe a year or two ago, I had not ever watched Goodfellas. And so finally got around to watching it. And I say that because... I had limited exposure to these kind of like glamorizing illicit world. So mm-hmm. crime, whatever was like, maybe I had Boogie Nights. I think I'd seen Scarface, but I was like, this is so stupid. Like, it's just ridiculous. Oh yeah, we're going to get to that. This is one of the first ones I felt like completely drawn into this experience right. of George Young coming in, finding himself in this kind of random, like odd place and then becoming this huge cocaine smuggler. And yet, loved every moment of it. Hmm. Absolutely loved this movie. It's still, I hadn't seen it in a long time, probably a good 15 years. Mm-hmm. I was worried it didn't hold up. It totally holds up as far as a gritty, interesting, fascinating take on what this could be. And you're like, oh, you had everything at your like fingertips and you just mucked it up, you idiot. So uh, I remember loving it and it was totally fantastic watching it. So 
If you haven't seen it, uh, listeners, please watch it. It's so good. So yeah, I remember watching college and I had the it. same thing. Of I, I definitely remember watching it, and it stood out, and probably because, you know, I think when you're of our our age when we were that, like in the late teens, early twenties. Yes. It sort of is this, like, you haven't heard of this movie? Oh, my God, it's amazing. And oh it almost God. cements it more that you like it because other people hadn't. Yeah. Uh, especially sort of pre-social media and that kind of stuff. Yes. I was just saying you had to find this on your own oh, and talk whoa, about it. And, uh, right, exactly. Yep. Um, it's the only time in my life I would have ever been like, oh, my God, you have to do Blow. Um, <laughs> it just would not have been... It just would not have worked otherwise. But it no. is like... I, I, I do think... I had the same reaction of just... I loved finding movies like this or a few years later, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, and, yes. and just some of these really unique films. Um, and it felt at the time like you were finding um, an early Tarantino, like with Reservoir Dogs. Totally. Um, yes. That's how it felt at the time. Whether it's yes. accurate or not, we don't know because he died so soon after. Yes. But what could have been, Yes. Um, that's how it felt at the time. Yeah, so it felt fresh, it was, different, yeah. interesting. And like, who is this? It's a unique like, take on something it? Yes. without it being over the top. Um, we're gonna get into Star- Scarface later, so we can come back to that. So <laughs> that's kind of our first take. Like, do you have yes. a? What's your high fidelity? Like your sort of like couple of takeaways that you got? What's the first one? Considering again, this is from a perspective of like not connecting it at the time twenty years ago to now. Again, having just more recently seen Goodfellas, considering it's essentially repackaging so many elements from that movie in terms mm-hmm. of the rise and fall mm-hmm. of a crime element, it makes perfect sense that they cast Ray Liotta, the lead in that film, mm-hmm. as George Young's father. And I love that that was that kind of wink-wink to the audience mm-hmm. as far as, hey, this is a, a theme we're going for, and we know you're in on the joke and the knowledge of it kind of thing. And so uh, I didn't put it together when I first saw it, but watching it, I'm like, oh, yeah. I suppose having Ray not Yoda. seen. Right. Yeah, makes that makes total sense. sense that he's uh, the dad. So He's so good in this, too. And he's fantastic as this so proud of his son, yet knowing all the awfulness that he's doing. Yes, yeah. Love it. I think Ray Liotta is perfectly cast in this. He's pretty much awesome in anything he does. And the with him at the end, when... George is recording oh. like, to him and the, and it, he says more by not saying anything. He's one of those actors that does yes. a really good job of, of saying everything without actually act, having to verbalize it. Yes. So well done. Yes. Yeah, that's what to me of watching. Like, oh, yeah, good casting. But, yeah, he's fantastic in this. Um, I know my first thing I took away really was I normally am not a huge fan of this style of narrative, which starts in the sort of like – present slash future and then jumps back for narration and then leads up to the moment you start i'm a prison inmate right and you just it's just sort of like gives away the i'm normally not a huge fan of that totally um especially when a character dies at the beginning and you're just like okay i just know what's gonna happen here here we go there are a few exceptions to that american beauty is one yeah where you, you you do have that but this is another exception that i it works perfectly for what it is because you need, for for my money with George, you need his perspective to ground. Like it wasn't that he grew up as a bad kid. It wasn't he grew up. He just was. Nope. It really you needed the narrative that this was. It couldn't have been told 
sort of in a traditional A to B to C storyline, yes. you had to do it this way. I normally am not a fan of it, but it, it just works for this. It just it absolutely works for it. I do hate some of those movies where it's like, let's tease something that will happen at the end, keep you engaged. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I shouldn't have to do no, that. No, you should be better at writing your story than have yes. to actually tease what's going to happen at the end. Yes. So this is... I, this, that's but this is the rare exception exactly where it starts where you realize, oh, he's going to be in prison eventually. And then, oh, let's go back in time. <laughs> yeah. And show you and how, how you get there. And it's, and it's not what you would assume. And we always you have to take with a grain of salt the accuracy of it. But it's not what you would assume that it was just a drug-infueled or drug-infused life that ended up in some sort of violent crime that he ends yeah. up. Like, it's not those things. Yes. So, yeah. Um, these kind of films when they're done well have to really do a good job of balancing like it's a real story of george young like making a person who ultimately did ruin countless lives oh yeah he's not a good guy no no he's a terrible human yeah, being he's, but he's also not a vi- he they don't they, he's not a victim and, and he's, he's also not he a bad guy appear he's just, sympathetic yeah and i love this kind of movie where you can get drawn in to this where i truly think this handles it well and probably better than many that i've seen like this where kind of it's like the idea of like anybody can if given the chance could accomplish these things with circumstances right time he has to be a, uh, in jail with the connection to the you know median cartel which is true that random was, like yeah. out of any place so it's these things that life just throws these items or uh, options in your path and it just works out this way and i love a movie like this where it's clearly Showing that, yeah, he's a bad guy, mm-hmm. but he's not a villain, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so I love this kind of movie that has the connection with his dad and how he's so driven by that and what he wants to do to be proud or make his dad proud. So this it's a high wire act for these kind of mm-hmm. movies that have somebody that's doing heinous things, not violent, like killing. It's just like he's doing things to make money, but by the drug trafficking in the u.s ruin people's lives mm-hmm. and yet he's such a sympathetic character such yeah. a hard act to follow and he and he, abhor, he abhors violence he he yeah. has nothing to do with it yes as i was watching it and i know johnny depp is in the news lately for different reasons yes um but i think back i think there are very few actors that when they want to inhabit their character totally as good as johnny depp does absolutely like yeah we know that there are times where he mails it in and you watch it or if tim burton calls he just picks up the damn (laughs) phone and decides to do the movie yes and there are good examples of that um or there are good examples of him doing well as in, in a tim burton film but when johnny depp wants to be like a great actor he is outstanding he's great in this he inhabits everything about george he does it as jack sparrow he does it um even in black mass he was really good in that um he does it in scissor hands and there's all kinds of examples where depp wants to be in this role and other times you watch him and you're like you're just getting a paycheck here yeah you could tell um this is one of those where if you like johnny depp at all you're gonna like him in this and he will be terrific he is outstanding in this film and the thing i love about this is washington is like you know so many times someone coming from the boston area is like 
all the Harvard Yard, and Boston, my yeah, all this crap. This is like, God, you're terrible at this. Like, you're a professional actor, and yet how he like George, like, uh, George Young, yeah, like, he handles it so well. Where it's the accent, but then how he embodies this character yeah. and it goes from this, you know, post-teen being on the beach in California through this like 50 year old guy yep. and handles it so well. And the physicality of it and the affect is just, yeah, he is a force in this movie. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Love it. Um, another thing for me was what stands out for me in this movie is I mentioned before, like some like a boogie nights or even Goodfellas and stupid Scarface um, is these in many ways and this is not to say these are better or worse than because i think goodfellas is having said recently amazing so good like i i hmm. so good yeah it's as if people have been telling you that for the better part of 20 years yes and i finally okay. got around to it but um what stands out for me in this movie is the connection that the whole story is driven by like his father and then him be wanting to become a good father for his daughter and clearly destroying that. Yeah. Like this whole world that he put together and seeing that he is not living up to what he wanted to be as a father. <laughs> yeah. And some of the critics were crazy reading like how they were really upset or frustrated by like the sentimentality of it. Like the first half is great and rollicking and then it becomes like bogged down in sentimentality. Like what did you expect? Like mm-hmm. it's a fascinating movie of like a real story where – it's hard to, I think, encapsulate a story that connects with the audience of, like, this guy ruined clearly tens of thousands of people's lives. Yeah. And yet, that seems maybe impossible to capture. And yet, you can see through this, like, uh, individual connection of this girl, his own daughter, and he's clearly destroying her life. Yeah. That's the one. Like, and the that one life hooks you. that he destroys yes. is the one. Correct. And seriously yeah. like watching again as a getting a girl dad oh my god I'm like sobbing when i watch like oh my god he's so yes loved it it was so good um through that lens of the the connection you have as a character with the like intimate destruction that he's causing yeah. phenomenal yes i think i think to me this is a good example of when critics get cynical totally Absolutely. of yep um you know, when you walk into a movie about the drug trade, you do immediately start to compare. And you start to sort of, you know, what other drug or gangster movies can I talk yes. about in Reservoir Dogs or um, Goodfellas or uh, Scarface or any of these sort of like these movies. And I, I think it's it's a detriment to compare. Yeah. Because um, my hot take to move on. You're American. Yes. America is that um and for for film buffs this is actually some sort of opposite i would rather watch this and i would recommend this every day over scarface and it's not even close yes, yes. i think scarface is one of the most overrated films ever yes and yet people of our generation especially in their 30s and 40s are like oh i love scarface's greatest thing ever and you're like why this is terrible. This is a terrible so drug dumb. movie. Um, I would rather watch this, and I would actually rather have my kid watch this yep. as a like detriment 
to getting into drugs. Yes. And because Scarface, yeah, it's but it's so over the top, it wouldn't do any good. Like no. this is a movie that actually tells a story, um, tells it from George Young's perspective, and I would rather watch this than Scarface any day. Yes. Oh, you couldn't pay me to watch Scarface. Well, not true. I like money. Sure. You could pay me to watch Scarface, yeah. but it would cost a lot of money to get yes. me to watch that movie again. I would give this any day over that. And for some reason, in movie circles, that's a hot take. It's such a exactly. It's so stupid because yes, I this movie is such a phenomenal experience watching it from a like a yes, yeah, Scarface is straight up garbage. It's so <laughs> absurd, like. Yeah, I find it funny. We've done a lot of we've done some mini pods now. We've crapped on some movies. Yes, yeah, we're loving on this, and yet yes. we still find a way to crap on another crap movie. On a movie. <laughs> yes, Scarface. This from nineteen eighty-seven. But uh, yeah, my hot take was: if you were to show the the trifecta of like Blow, Requiem for a Dream, oh, Lord. and Train Spotting, yes, one stop shop, nine hours and a day of school, or whatever, and be like, <laughs> here's what the drug world could be like. And we are very clear, like, if you want to, like, be, like marijuana, like, I'm all for it. Yeah, like, 420 friendly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. Great. Totally cool. These three movies together would just be a sucker punch of, like, here's really what can happen. Uh, oh, but, yeah, yeah. I, I think this is a, a perfect movie that can connect you to a very prominent historical thing of what happened. And yet, on a individual level, mm-hmm. make you connect from a viewer. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Train spotting is so good. Oh, it's so good. Exactly. Train spotting is one of those, and we're off topic, but train spotting is one of those that history is going to, I think, remember as a very important film. Yeah. It's so good. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's great. Uh, any final thoughts on. I am so happy this held up. Um, I had mm-hmm. fond memories of it. And uh, like you said, like, I always felt like I had to defend it. In terms of sure, watch yeah. this movie. It's so damn good. Um, so I'm super happy it held up, and it's um, love it. It's fantastic. It's, it's yeah. It doesn't get enough credit. No, I agree. I um yeah. I always think if I could get a um a, a tattoo of a movie quote, there are many. Like we're talking about like um Shawshank Redemption and get get busy living or get yes. busy dying and. I love the quote in this. That is, uh, life passes most people by while they're making grand plans for it. Sure. It's, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Most people end up living their life and they reach the end and like, what did I do? I was making you plans know? for it. Yeah, I was just trying. Yes. And it's a throwaway line a little bit in this movie, but I love that line. Uh, I agree. I think held up. Um, I think as parents, it, it has new layers to it for totally. sure. Absolutely. Um, yes. So I'm... I couldn't recommend this movie more. I'm so disappointed that very few critics seem to enjoy it at all. Yes. Um, and we're very negative on it. Yeah. So some of them were very negative. So really I, negative. I really am surprised by that, but I'm glad that they're idiots and we just don't need to listen to them. Like so you take away the drug story. It's not that interesting. It's true. Yeah. Uh, right. But anyway. So good. Thanks for listening. want to say... Uh, Find us on Twitter at years underscore beers or on Facebook or head to 20yearsforbeers.com for any other information on this or we will eventually have a YouTube channel at some point. Someday. Uh, My name is Steve and this is Tim. And thanks for listening. Thanks.
Oh my god, you have to do blow. 